At HSBC, we understand how important it is for businesses to keep pace with technology. That's why we've brought together some of the world's leading minds to ask how we can use tech to create a more sustainable future. I think everybody cares about sustainability these days. It is just the number one priority for businesses and their employees and for consumers. Watch our full video series at business.hsbc.com forward slash tech. HSBC. Together, we thrive. A great podcast to get you motivated from American Matt, by the way. I'm not mispronouncing that. It's spelt American. Maybe American's taken. I'm not going to go into this now, Harry. I'm going to continue reading this review. <laughs> you keep laughing. This podcast is the perfect balance between motivation and practical advice that anyone can apply to their situation. Most other business podcasts I've listened to are either too dry or lacking in substance. Adam and Harry are easy to listen to and they're super passionate about what they do. Would definitely recommend. Thank you so much for leaving that five-star review. And if you haven't left us a review yet, head over to the podcast app, hit five stars, leave us that review, tell us why you listen to it. And if you're a business owner, don't forget to plug your company because we'll read it out on the show. And on that note, let's get into today's show. So Adam, in today's episode of The Starter Diary, episode 229, I think it's a very appropriate time to talk about our new app. We're in beta at the moment. Yes, we are. Currently in testing. Very happy it's about It's going that. very well. What do you want to do on the show? Is it a just a deep dive into the I just like want to process? skim over because I th- I believe, I'm not sure if it's like exactly 12 months ago or anything like that, but I remember a time way back when mm-hmm. uh, we did something similar we released an app and it don't it was a days. it wasn't the smoothest of landings um, that was nearly two years ago Harry. that was not last two Christmas years. it was all oh before my God. you'd just been in the company for like four months or something wow yeah time flies by anyway uh, so now we've got a new app we've kind of gone through a similar process and I people just want to go through right now have no idea why this was such a bad time. So I feel like I need to give some context. So we have an app in the app store today. This app helps trade professionals do quotes, invoices, car payments, specific features like boiler safety certificates, stuff specific for tradespeople to help them save time, get it back so they can use it on other things. So that has been in the app store. We've had it live for about nearly three years now. And then we pushed an update out close to Christmas, about nearly two years ago, uh, which had something called Offline Sync. And offline functionality. Offline, sorry, technical. Uh, offline functionality, and the problem that we experienced was the worst four days ever within the mm. business because our customers who have helped us beyond belief build this app, told us features, told us functions. We built offline functionality for those, and we pushed it into the app store, and the damn thing didn't work the way we planned it to. So a lot of our members could not send out documents, and this is people that build their business on top of our platform. Like it was so painful for me because I could un- I could completely empathize with the frustration that was taking mm. place. You're a small business owner. You've just gone and done a job for 120 quid. You want to invoice your customer. You want to get paid. You can't. So it was like four days of no sleep for the whole team. So fast forward to today, that app has been successful. We fixed it, by the way. Um, 
we fixed it and through a lot of work through a lot of work and internal com- work. and communication taught us a lot about there's probably an episode there you know just mm. in terms of it taught us a lot about the importance of honest fast communication mm. so we did that and then the app's um, been growing steadily with customers yep. and we got to a point where the framework that was built on this might be a bit of a geeky show by the way guys so this is really specific for people that want to understand the process we went through to actually build this app um, so it's built on top of a framework uh, which is called Ionic and Ionic 1 has been deprecated which means it's no longer supported they wanted you to move across to Ionic 2 which is their new version of the framework so for about the last 6-12 months Mark our CTO has been when bugs have arisen because it's no longer supported he's had to manually fix it himself so that's been taking a lot of time and what that's doing that's creating a lot of a lot of development debt in the business we're gonna have to unwind that at some point in the future because it's just very patch it up and get it working so then mark came to me was like listen we've got an issue for us to hit the scale we want to and actually we want to start marketing that which we don't do at the moment Mm. um the ionic one isn't going to support it it's not going to scale so we've got two choices we either move everything across to ionic 2 or we build it natively so natively just to, I'm, not, I'm just going to give context all the yeah, way through. Yeah. And if, if I say something that you don't get or you think the listeners won't get, jump in. Um, so natively means it's built in iOS language and Android language, which allows you to access specific features that the phone can deliver uh, that we couldn't do previously. But it also means you've got to build and support two different versions of the app. And Mark's experience is not in native app building. He's a fantastic back-end mm. developer and, and manager of our team. So then we went out and the process that we went through was very simple. We had to go and work out the cost implications of doing it in Ionic 2, which Mark could do, and then doing it natively. It was about half the price. It was actually nearly a third of the price to do it in Ionic 2 because wow. Mark, Mark could specifically do it. Yeah. Um, but what that would have resulted in is a UI and UX looking exactly the same, which is not ideal because we don't have a designer. Sorry, UI, user interface user experience, the thing that the customer sees when they open the app up. So that wouldn't, we don't have a designer in-house and with the best will in the world, what I like and what you like and what Mark mm. likes ne- are never on the same page. And and I think there's a there's a nuance to design work and well, like when, whenever you open an app and you, there's things we don't even think about when we search for settings or we do actions or whatever it might be in, in an app that they feel second nature but it's because whoever's designed it is following rules that we all learned how to do things and so when when we were making it we were all like yeah i think this kind of works just because we're trying to solve a problem for that certain situation but it doesn't it's never really followed the rules of apps and how people use them in general so to actually get someone who knows what they're doing when it comes to Excuse me, people. <laughs> Carry on, mate. So to get someone that actually knows what they're doing when it comes to design, it, they themselves are worth the weight in gold. So 100%. There's like these standard rules of engagement for the app. Yeah. We, one, we didn't know them because Mark's a back-end <laughs> developer and we just sort of made it up as because, we went along. Because they are, they are so subtle that like, like when someone says, oh, you need to do it like this, it's like, yes, well, how did we not see it? But when, when someone asks you, where would you put this button? You'd be like, well, surely just put it in the corner. But it's just, no, no, no. You bury that because you don't need it. 100%. <laughs> sort of thing. Whereas Mark, Mark's idea would be, no, you just put everything in the corner, uh, click it, and it's got a menu yeah. of 94 items because they can access it 
No. And that's a develop that's a back end developer's a, way of thinking. Exactly. The Give fun- all the options, the all functions the functions are there. <laughs> the functions are there. They've just got to click seventeen mm. things to access it, which yeah. is not obviously. An, which is obviously. <laughs> Love you, Mark. But <laughs> but on, but on that note, the the functions of the app have have not changed because no. because everything that's been there has been so useful that like that in essence is is remaining the same it's just the experience people go through to use the app is changing completely the engine that mark's built has always been sound yeah he just hasn't been able to create the best body work for it steering wheels in the back (laughs) (laughs) so what we decided to do is look at the different cost implications in the business and we ended up uh well i ended up making the decision to hire a local agency to help us we tried to hire people in-house before um, but it just hasn't worked out well for us. And we were now up against it a little bit down to time. Mm. Like we have, we had hundreds of customers that are super loyal and we sort of felt like we were underserving them at this point. And that was great. Um, but as it grew and their companies grew, the the teething problems began to really show themselves. So all of a sudden when you start to have a certain amount of data in the app, the thing mm. started to chug a little bit and it, we had scaling issues with databases and bits like that in Ionic. So got an agency on board. Can you remember what that meeting was like when they showed us, here is everything that your app does and here's what it looks like? Yeah, it made me sick in my mouth when I saw it. Because they, cause they, they did a great presentation, showed us all these different things. And then and like they, at this point, they were showing us screens from our existing app. Our and app. they were like, here's some, great, here's some great features. Here's this functionality. It's all great, great, great. And we're like, cool, yeah, no, it is a good app, yeah. And it's like, here's how we think it could look. And we were just blown away. Obviously, it was just concepts, but it was like, that's amazing. Fell in love with it straight away. And then at the end, they went, here's what your app looks like now. And that was, I was like, <laughs> it was like get it off the screen. Change it. <laughs> Put the new one back on. It was, an ama- it was an amazing sales tactic. And it's something that I'm, I've literally implemented into how I do presentations right now. Um, it was like, here's what you've got. And here's what you can have on, on the final, mm. like the reveal. So we just found a team that we felt at that point in time we're willing to spend the time to understand the interactions compared to just wanting to look, make it look pretty. Yeah. And when someone challenges me and my CTO um, and you, who's had all these interactions mm. with the users and challenges on our own assumptions, that's the sort of people that I want to work with. You're hiring someone to be better at their speciality than yeah. you can ever be. So when they start pushing back on you, you know it's going to be a good working relationship. Mm. Then as things happen... The whole thing just takes longer than we thought. I literally had an email which was like, holy shit, your app does... The functionality in this app is way more than we thought. So the timeline then got kicked back two, three months. That happens. It's annoying. Mark told me it would happen to the to the extent of four to six weeks. Ended up being about 12 weeks and we weren't happy. Mm. But the thing is, if we weren't happy with the timeline and we also weren't happy with the deliverables as in what they were making, like this thing, like we just would have like just stopped work at that point. But the fact of the matter is, is what they're actually building and shipping is solid from a UI UX perspective. Mark finds it enjoyable to work with them in terms of from a CTO level, dealing with an agency, the communication it has with their devs is strong, which is super hard to find. Mm. Uh, Mark's got super high standards, to be honest, in terms of how he wants work to be done, (laughs) as we know. Some might say picky. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes. So, um, we love you, Mark. So, (laughs) So, at that point, uh, it kind of brings us on to nearly where we are today. So then we, we shipped a couple of versions of the app for us to test. And the way that we're doing this, it's launched on iOS first. Four weeks later, we're doing Android. There's a number of different reasons we're doing that. One is the Android development is just behind iOS. 
75, 80% of our users are on iOS. We wanted to get that right first because Android's a lot easier to fix. As in iOS, there's a big review time. Android ships something and it'll be ready in the app store in two hours. So solving the need for our customers, main customers first on iOS. Mm-hmm. We've been testing it. We sent back revisions. Yep. So just on that note, in case someone does want to really know the intricacies of how we're doing it. Looking for the best gifts for everyone on your list? Kendra Scott has just what you need. Find jewelry for every style at an affordable price. From diamonds and genuine stones to the season's best trends. Kendra Scott Jewelry is a gift that's sure to wow. You might even find a few things for yourself. Shop now at KendraScott.com and enjoy 15% off your order with code JOY15. Tis the season to give joy. Hello, it's James from My Dad Wrote a Porno. Now, Christmas just wouldn't be Christmas without a bit of badly written erotica by a 60-year-old retired dad. And you're in luck because this year's Christmas porno special is available right now exclusively on Spotify for two weeks only to get you in the festive mood. Not only that, but you can also listen to all four seasons of My Dad Wrote a Porno, as well as thousands of other amazing podcasts for your oral pleasure. Just head over to Spotify and start listening right now. What, I'll let you just talk about this. So what's the app that we use to do testing and then how have we been giving feedback and revisions back to the agency? So we use something called TestFlight and I believe, I believe that's Apple's test platform. So um, developers push, uh, it essentially gives you a link to an app that's not in the app store. Yep. Uh, and it can be a test version that can basically be broken. Um, I, I actually don't think that's true because I, I know that Mark's, um, sorry, the guys have submitted something before and it's not passed. Whether that's because some some code didn't work, no, I don't know. There, there's certain certificates. So it still needs to um, tick all the boxes. at some point. It has to function and still has to tick all the security boxes in terms of having the up-to-date licenses mm. and certificates installed into the app. Yeah, so it, uh, do, it, it goes through a little bit of a verification phase Um but obviously not as stringent because it's still only in a test environment. Uh, so we get that and we basically just put it through its paces from as much as we can from our point of view, um, which is scratching the surface in comparison to getting it into the hands of anyone that actually uses it day to day. The same with anything though. Um, because we're all using very up-to-date iPhone. And this is where where we started to learn last time is when, yeah. we, when we sent it out last time with offline functionality is we were testing on a couple of devices and that was fine, but some people have an iPhone that's two or three years old and hasn't been updated. Some people have an Android device that, I don't know, fell out of World War Two. I don't, mm. like there's certain device out there that our app has been used on that we couldn't test it on. Um, yeah. So what we, what we decided to do was test it internally. Mm-hmm. And like you say, there's a limit to what we can do in terms of... We can just make sure that at least first impressions, it seems to, it, it doesn't crash when I hit new <laughs> or number of employees <laughs> yeah yeah which is bugs are fun <laughs> so we do our own internal bug testing at that point with the idea of this time what we did last time was we did our own internal bug testing and shipped it to the app store for review and then made it public whereas this time the way it's rolled out is we've done our own internal testing and we've done revisions backwards and forwards mm-hmm. to get to a point where we felt it was 90 90% there to the point where we've got a list of bugs we've had about 12 bugs and Mark pulled half of them out and said these are not needed to be fixed mm. for the beta testing stage because they are either like back end or small issues and mm. it's not worth delaying at two or three days for each of these to get into the hands yeah. of our testers so what are we doing now harry so now we're, we're beta testing with um 
uh, customers, users, members of the community, um, people that use the app, people that don't use the app, but so this is this was interesting. I didn't realize this that, but we invited certain people that don't currently have a paid subscription, but they're they're a customer of ours from like the website side. Yeah, and so, I put that as a Facebook post up, and that my intent behind that was we opened it up to. We emailed our customers. It's actually been super helpful. We've had a couple of guys that have fed back um, and it's like getting fresh eyes on it. That's the whole reason. It's because our current customers have already been in it for 12 months. They're probably looking to just see, does it fix this one problem that I have? And that's interesting. But new people are going to say like, is this a good product for me for my business? An overarching view, like fresh eyes, like you said. Well, it's when you come from the existing app, you look at it, in certain ways you've got used to its quirks and you know how it works so when you go into a new app that is the same as the old one but feels different is you instant you sometimes can think oh it's, it's weird this is, it doesn't work how i expect it to because i'm so used to it working this other way yeah um so yeah to have someone that's never used it but might use something else similar it's good to know or to get fresh eyes sorry on it and say oh yeah it doesn't do it how I would expect it to, um, but they're not saying I do it this other way. It's like, oh, I would have expected it to do this. And that, like you say, that's super interesting. Yeah. So what we do internally, um, just to go into the bit with the details, is we did that internal testing with the team, and there's a very quick automated review that takes place from Apple. It's like has it got all its auth certificates, everything like that in place. Then we can send it out internally. If we want to do external beta testing, which means get people onto it that are outside of our team, Mm -hmm. but before it goes public in the app store, we have to then submit it for a full app review and approval for test flight. So we had to submit it, which took a day or two to get approved, which then allows us to take Apple IDs of our customers and then send it out. They do exactly the same thing. They open test flight, install the app. Um, And then on the back end of it, what we did because when it comes down to testing, again, what we learned last time is different devices Different devices act differently, but also different levels of data within the device force it to act differently when it was in Ionic with the amount of stuff in the database. So yeah. that's a very complicated way of me saying we decided to replicate all of our users' data into their own devices. So when one of our members who has got 2,000 customers, 5,000 documents, and he's struggling right now in the app, when he opens up the demo app, it's connecting to a dev environment but of his data yeah it's essentially a mirrored snapshot of the existing it's the best way that's what i'm trying to say in 19 sentences (laughs) which will allow him or her to test it to see it feels the same but it's not it's not affecting their existing uh data but on that note what i haven't covered off is they're running this new test app alongside the current app because last time it just replaced it so we've sent the app out it published it replaced the app and it was broke um whereas what we're doing now is saying no use the current version of the app for your day-to-day business use the test one for test data because all of that stuff your quotes your invoices whatever you're making it are going to be deleted Mm. and we actually sent out a type form to people that says would you like to test it yes and they had to (laughs) type, type yeah they had to type in i understand all my data will be deleted after i finish testing because I needed to make sure there was no like recourse mm. in terms of like, I've done 19 invoices in the last week, where's all my data gone? Like we made sure crystal clear what was happening. How yeah. have you found people acting because it's a different like yeah, the, environment? The, the benefit of, of um, 
the message in saying this is test environment not real don't use for real work like people have gone in with a completely different attitude so first of all they're not doing it whilst they're at work so anything that goes wrong they're not instantly getting frustrated because it's interfering with work because they're in front of a customer and just the empathy point of view is they're doing a document in front of a customer and if this thing breaks it looks bad on them and if it looks bad on their business they make it they make us feel Mm. the pain which i i get sorry and then um and then so that so admittedly they're having to make more time to test but it means that they're actually being more focused on testing and reporting things and they're more aware of they've done something and what caused an error to occur because what was happening before is like say they're on site they're at work they send something out it breaks it's like oh god I'll try and send it later and then i'll report it later as well mm-hmm. trying to recall from memory what they did Pff, hopeless so now people are well, i can only assume because every evening <laughs> as i'm getting into bed trying to get an early night my phone's lighting up from the messages we're getting from yeah. reports um is that people are obviously sitting down the evening after they've done all the work and that and then taking the time out to test and just run through things. With a test mentality. Exactly. And the the amount of notes, feedback, screenshots, everything that we're getting is super helpful and, and, and it's just that and amazing. Those little details that we need to just go in and go, oh, okay, that's a little thing here. Let's let's fix that on the back end, for example. Yeah, yeah um, they're just they're just being more objective um looking at it. They're not but it's because we've removed the emotion out of it. It's yeah. like there's no emotional It's not stress. frustrating because I'm not just trying to send a goddamn quote. It's, yeah. it's I'm seeing what happens if I send a quote in this circumstance. It's not interfering with yeah. their day-to-day work, which is perfect. Um, so that sort of brings us to where we are today. So we've been doing beta testing, beta, would you say beta or beta? Beta. Beta. So we've been doing beta testing now for just uh, just over a week. We also channeled all the feedback to one channel through Intercom, which is what mm. we use. Whereas previously, we've had issues where stuff would come into email. People would call me on Sunday at seven o'clock in the evening, mm. WhatsApp, Facebook, every channel. Yeah. Whereas we've basically said all reporting needs to go through live chat in the app because that's our way to log it. And people have been amazing with that as well. Yeah, I think we made it very clear. That if it comes anywhere else, we're not listening. <laughs> because these guys have opted in to do testing for mm. us, we need them to just opt into the way that we need it to be done. Because mm. otherwise this thing could drag out for months with us just going back and forwards, phone calls, emails, whatever it is. And, and also on that, actually, there's, been, there's probably been less overall people that have been testing it, but it's because... It stopped the people that just wanted to say yes, so they got the new version early. Because the people that got it early, thinking it was a fully functioning version, it was just ruining their day. It was, it was spoiling everyone's day. Hundred percent, everyone's day. <laughs> um, so our plans right now um, are: we've got um, daily reviews of yep. our bug sheet. We then feed that back into Mark, who then either, if it's a back-end issue, he fixes it. If it's a front-end UI issue, we pass it on to our agency, they fix it. And literally 15 minutes ago, Expert Trades knew 1.0, point. There's loads of numbers on that email. A lot of points. Um, in terms of we're getting now fast iterations back, making sure our bugs are solved, and then ready yeah. to do like a full public launch. This episode should be going up a week today, so probably the 24th of September. And this should actually, is that right? Uh, I'm not sure, but I'm scowling at you because I feel like you're going to give a date for the app. I am. We don't give dates for the app. 
And on that note, guys, if you've got a question, you can email it in to Harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. I was still on the mics, but Harry was scowling at me that hard. I decided not to put a public release date on it because I feel like <laughs> him and Mark will hang me in my own office. Guys, if you're not following us on Instagram yet, you'll be able to see our happy or sad faces when our app launches. Go to Startup podcast see behind the scenes follow us and please drop me a dm and let me know you're a listener of the show on that note stay tuned for the next episode of the startup diary podcast